1: Too. you want to talk to someone but not just anyone alma is there to help you find the right fit visit helloalma.com therapy 30 to schedule a free consultation today that's hello slash therapy 30
0: here we go jake and josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love this is another dolphins, dolphins podcast. podcast here's your host jake Mendel and josh house
2: All right, Kat. considering we have some of the uh, parameters established here, let's start going through it. Dolphins on the clock, pick 21, play the fancy music. Uh, You're stuck here. You're not allowed to leave. It's Hotel California. Who do you want on the board?
1: So, yeah, if we take out the first 11 picks um, that that I mentioned before, my top five guys here, and and there's, again, not one that absolutely 100% I sit here today and say you've got to get that guy. Well, actually, the number one guy on my board. Is probably one I might think that about, but we'll we'll get to that in a bit. Number five on my list is uh, is Tyler Guyton, the tackle from Oklahoma, and this is not going to be a great fit for every offense. But this is this guy is six foot seven, three hundred twenty eight pounds, and if you watch him play, it's shocking to watch a man that big and that long move the way he does, and uh, his ability to get downfield. Uh, on those screen passes and in zone blocking I think is incredibly rare Uh, he's played left tackle at Oklahoma he's played right tackle he played right tackle this this past year because they had a left-handed quarterback so he's somebody that the question would be would be at pick number 21 you could look at a player like that and say this is the most physically talented player on the board but then what happens with Teron Armstead Uh, and if Armstead comes back are you willing to kick Guyton inside a guard for a year? Would that even work given his size? But I also look at him and say, if if you were to pair Tyler Guyton with Austin Jackson, you have two offensive tackles that can really get downfield and make those blocks in an offense that calls for it.
2: Josh, what would you do? You still have Teron Armstead. How do you approach that situation? Would you still go left tackle you think?
3: I mean, I think that's what it all comes down to, right? What he decides on. I mean, I do feel that his end is closer than, you know, right? It's coming up. If he doesn't retire this year, you know, how much longer is he going to be in Miami? So I I think I might go elsewhere if he comes back, but I would have no issue with that. He's sitting here naming this guy making make him sound like he's uh, an Avenger or something. And to think that last season at this time that we would come on here and hear how you could pair Tyler Guyton with Austin Jackson and have two of these, uh, you know, great downfield blockers and things like that. I just don't know that I would have ever even fathom that so yeah i think i'd go elsewhere if Ty- teron armstead um chooses to come back but um i would have no issue if they ran to the board and took a physically gifted offensive tackle like you mentioned
2: you wouldn't hang up and listen if mike McDaniel is gonna play six offensive linemen every play.
1: oh i would <laughs> it, it, the bills did that last I don't, see i don't understand why more teams don't do that i mean i don't know if you guys remember the 2013 season with the bully gate stuff but like when they lost Jonathan Martin and Richie Incognito in like the same week. And then they came out the following week against the Bengals on Sunday night football, the game where Cameron wakes uh, had the safety of Andy Dalton. They played with six offensive linemen all game and they had their most balanced game of the year. I mean, I, I don't, if you're going to use a tight end to block anyway, I don't understand why more teams don't do that anyway. So I'm all for that.
2: I think the lions actually did it quite a bit this year too. And it worked pretty yep. well for
1: them. Cat, Who you got at number four. So, Number five was my that was a tough one for me because I, I I had a lot of guys I was considering for that. The four are a little bit more secure in my mind as we sit here today. It's gonna again, it'll change a million times between now and draft day, but number four is the most popular one in mock drafts, and that's uh Troy Fatanu from Washington. And this is a player I, I look at as you know, he played left tackle at Washington. Um almost his entire career. He started a few games at left guard, played 120 something snaps there. But I see him as that pro bowl, uh, that offensive tackle that kicks inside at the next level to guard. I mean, if you look at just four of the six pro bowlers this year, I mean, in the NFL, I mean, Joe Tooney, like you talked about, he was a tackle in college. Zach Martin was a tackle in college. Uh, Landon Dickerson was a center and he kicked a guard. So I don't think it'll be a tough adjustment at all, and and what I like about him the most is is his power combined with his balance. Um, if if you watch him, his hands and his feet land at the same point on just about every play, and it's something that's very consistent, very repeatable. Um, and really, what it's going to come down to is is, is when he is measured. Uh, at the draft combine or, or at his pro day, is he going to have 33-inch arms or longer? Because if he does, he might be a left tackle prospect. Otherwise, he's almost a sure bet to, to be a guard. But either way, I think you're getting, you're getting a Pro Bowl caliber player here at a guard position where you might lose three interior linemen in free agency.
0: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love,
3: It, is it that versatility that has you uh, ranking him above Guyton, or things about his game that you might, or is he more refined or things like that? I mean, tell me why he shows him over uh, a guy like Guyton. Is it because of that position flexibility moving inside? I think he can even play all five positions. I read if, um you know, came to it.
1: It helps, but I would say that I have Fatano over him because he can get on to me as a day one starter where Guyton, I think would be a one-year project. And from that point, he could be a rare piece in this offense, given how much the Dolphins offense values athleticism and how athletic uh, Guyton is. But Fatano, to me, can step in day one and and play it at, at least above average level and then in a couple of years be a Pro Bowl player.
2: Everyone likes to share that the next-gen stats, they show uh, Tua's release and how he led the league in release. Uh, Fantasy Pros actually had a really interesting stat where it was... Um, time between uh, snap and uh, release or snap and pressure. And, and Tua led the league. It was actually lower than the the snap to throw weight rate. I think it was 2.1 seconds. So if the Dolphins, like if you want to dumb it down and make it really basic, how can we get that 2.1 seconds up to 2.6, 2.7 seconds comfortably for the entire year? You'd probably look at guard and just late in the season, how often Miami's interior offensive line was kind of just pushed back play after play.
1: And I think it really started to get into his head as the season progressed because, you know, if you just watch the game on Sunday, you would think, OK, you know, we're not seeing what we saw, you know, 10 years ago with Dallas Thomas getting, you know, wrecked and Ryan Tannehill going down for four or five sacks every game, you know, to compared to other quarterbacks wasn't taking a lot of sacks. But I also think that, you know, the, the communication on offense and the need to get the ball out in two or three seconds against great defenses on the road turned out to not be a good thing. So hopefully they can bring back Connor Williams and or Robert Hunt and and keep this interior line intact so they're not dealing with what they did last year.
3: I, I just want to throw the name out there, Isaiah Wynn. Any thoughts on him? Because he was a guy I thought was playing decent. Obviously you're not going to you know pass on a prospect because of an Isaiah Wynn, but um, what are your thoughts on bringing him back on the cheap? You know, to, sure. If anything, just be an added depth piece.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, what he's 2016, he was drafted. So this will be his ninth year. I mean, he'll be 30. I mean, I I thought he played at 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 least a serviceable level. And he was what, one year, two and a half million? Yeah, bring him back. I mean, he's not going to, he's not going to, you know, turn around and say, I want a $10 million contract now. So, no, I'm all for that. I mean, him, Kendall Lamb, if you can bring them back for cheap and then supplement the rust with the draft, then that could be a good replacement for Connor Williams and Robert Hunt
2: god if i'm kendall lamb's agent i see such a great opportunity to go make money though you mean you had the limited it's like a it's like a backup quarterback that comes in and has the two great games and then you get the matt flynn contract i think kendall lamb could lock that in pretty quickly
1: yeah but his agent will quickly remind him that he is in fact kendall lamb (laughs) and he'll do as he's told